in this segment we're going to talk about dosha uh, very very central because uh, the first thing anybody knows uh, is okay i know dosha i'm uh, pitta dosha i know that stuff so what is dosha and uh, why is it uh, incorrect to translate it as humors and these kind of things yeah 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 i mean the word dosha actually means fault fault yes oh so this is the so uh, what ayurveda says is that the body is designed for self destruction so the very constituents that support it in the ultimate analysis it is the fault so the lifeline of the body is also its fault line that is the meaning of the so word dosha the very design of the body yes. is that it will self destruct yes very important point it is a powerful idea yeah and that's why the word dosha has been used it's actually it means guna So, like in common Hindi, say, "Aap ka kya dosh hai? Mera kya dosh hai?" Means, "What's my fault?" Yes. So, okay, all right. That yeah. is actually the meaning. That is the meaning. <laughs> so, the you have to be careful about these fault lines. Right, right. So, okay. Uh, and they are also your lifeline. So, that is the challenge. I love these kind of paradoxical <laughs> things. So, please explain. Yes. So, really, dosha is uh, the opposite is guna. And in the Mahabharata, actually, it's only in the Mahabharata that doshas have been carried. Why you pitta kapas chedi traya shari raja guna? It's only it's very interesting that a non-medical text, because they don't need to. They tell the truth. In Ayurveda, we have to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that if I tell that Ayurveda gives a very realistic idea of your own system, it says you know there is a lot of danger. So the word dosha means you have to take care. Mm. If you don't take care, this is a body that is programmed for destruction, and mm. without care, it will get destroyed even faster. Mm. So that is why the, to give that sense of attention, that care, the doshas need to be taken care of. Mm. Otherwise, they can destroy you. Mm. And these are nothing but that uh, the gunas. Uh, you know, we were just discussing about the gradients, the right. ten dwandwa gunas. Mm. so ushna shita guru lakhu mm-hmm. if you look at the physiology of the body at one time it is shifting to the cold side sometimes it becomes hot sometimes it becomes in a catabolic state breaking down sometimes it is building up in ayurveda these shifts are represented by these 20 gunas mm. so they they are like it is like the matrix mm. you know in modern medicine the focus is on individual molecules mm. but ayurveda is concerned about the matrix mm. when the matrix changes molecular reactions will change mm. and doshas represent you know the patterns of these gunas in the body mm. so when certain gunas manifest certain functions will manifest mm. when there is a shift again it changes mm. so vata uh, kapha is the constructive uh, principle uh, when the body is in a st- constructing itself we would say kapha is dominating mm. which means it only means that now across that continuum there has been a shift of the gunas right. onto a particular gradient right once the construction is done now it's the time for releasing energy and then there will be a shift now and mm. then we say pitta has become active mm. and as the transformation energy gets released it needs to be channelized and utilized expressed mm. that is vata mm. so it is foolish to say that i am vata everybody is vata pitta and kapha because if these three functions don't take place right no but they are saying when they say i am vata it means dominant yeah that's what they really mean yes i mean they know that there are all three present but there is a dominant one yes that's true so as long as we understand it as dominance it is okay but again the thing is it's not as simple as uh, no doshas are seen alone 
they form one continuity so usually what we find is even dominance will be of two doshas so is there a specific dosha configuration or balance for a particular organ organ by organ yes so it is not like Rajiv's whole body, this is the dosha system, right? from pancreas it is something, lungs yes. is something. Yes. So that's another point. That's, that's described very clearly. So the head region here is kapha dominant. The liver is pitta dominant. For everybody? Everybody. But then you said that this dominant is individual. Yes, the baseline may change. Okay. That's why some people are more prone to liver diseases. Okay. They may have a excess pitta in their liver. Okay. Some people with kapha dominance, their livers may be sluggish. No, but uh, when you say somebody's dosha type is dominant pitta yes. or dominant pitta yes. vata. That means across all these organs. As an as an aggregate. Aggregate there will be. Because even in the liver, all the three doshas are there. Yeah, but but why is it that in uh, here, here is going to be kapha dominant for every human being? Why is that so then? Yes, because, uh, you know... What we in Ayurveda, we, this is a question that we also ask as a student how the heavy kapha goes on to the top. But for everybody, it's like everybody that. is like that. Yes, because that is the whole structure. This is a samanya. Mm. Uh, our body is organized like you know the, the feet. This is we say that urdhva mula matashakam. This is the root, and this is the you know branches. So we are a tree turned upside down. Mm. So this is evolution. Mm. So we started with plant life, fix mm. it to the ground with the roots on the ground mm. and the branches spreading upward. Mm. In animal life, we took a 90 degree mm. turn and we went parallel to the earth. Mm. And when we became humans, we just turned upside down. Mm. So this is how Ayurveda looks at the whole evolution. Mm. So we are like trees turned upside down. Mm. This is a very basic imagery in Ayurvedic mm. texts. And movement, that is why we say activity is so important for human beings, because we are designed, the plants, if the plant was designed to be fixed and stationary, just swaying there, we are designed to be continuously moving. And this movement is what creates, manifests as vata in the system, the burning. But I'm still trying to understand, as, an, as a total general concept of dosha, dosha, that if this is uh, aggregate the overall configuration for which is person. common for everybody okay the whole overall structure of the body like everybody has a brain everybody has a liver true but then people say okay your pancreas is out of balance or your your pancreas uh, has got this this dosha composition so it means that you cannot say that for an organ this organ everybody is kapha yeah everybody that, that organ itself is kapha Okay. Within that, there could be variations. Okay. My pancreas could be less kappa. I mean, my brain could be less kappa than another person. Right. But overall, otherwise you cannot call it brain. Brain has its own characteristics. Okay. So it has to be kappa dominant here. Okay. It so is, for a particular mechanism to work. Yes. And as an organ, it it has a certain uh, certain configuration, dosha type, configuration, which is sort of in its innate nature to provide yes. that function. Yes. Okay. And within that, if it is not optimal, which is not usually in the case of all individuals, you have some limitations for those organs. Right. So each individual, some people have problems with their intestines much more than any other organ. A vata person will have more problems with their intestine because overall dominance of vata in the system. Hmm. So people call it humors and some call it energies. Yes. So what is wrong with that? Yeah, but the basic thing is humor is a theory borrowed from Greek medical system. 
they considered the body to be made up of you know a mixture of fluids and that is where the problem of dosha is not a fluid of vata is not a fluid at all and another thing is the humors are yellow bile black bile blood and phlegm and blood and black bile that's not there in ayurveda at all so the whole concept of humors i mean that is a very superficial correlation many western historians wanted to show that ayurveda derived from the greeks yeah, yeah, yeah. and our people very happy that we are also like that yes and we also became fashionable for many indian scholars to start using the word humors but even now even some of the some of the well known uh, scholars talked like that yes so humor is nowhere near dosha right right what about energies yeah because uh, this in ayurveda it is clearly told to be guna hmm. the term itself has the definition hmm. now guna is not energy right right Right. And then we talk about dosha. Some people say functional principle. If you ask what is a functional principle, it's like a ghost, because as you hunt for it, it just disappears. Yeah. So functional principle. Some people correlate vata with the nervous system, which is also not true. Is so vata and nor is nor is dosha a substance. It's not. It is not a substance. It's it's actually it's like the quantum theory. You cannot tell whether it's a wave or a particle. Doshas. represent that continuum of function and structure hmm. it can manifest it can assume a gross form as a structure sometimes as a waste hmm. and that is the phlegm that we see outside hmm. those gunas which the body doesn't require hmm. you know you materialize them into a physical structure and throw it out of the body hmm. so it means when you are throwing out phlegm it means that the kapha gunas have accumulated excessively in your system hmm. and now physically you are throwing it out hmm. but that's not the functional dosha hmm. the functional dosha is the guna inside so guna dravya you know this dosha fluctuates between these two you know identities hmm. and this is uh, to study and understand this requires some time hmm. because you cannot explain quantum mechanics and physics just casually hmm. we do see some similarities in the language of uh, you know the quantum physics here there is no testing uh, through instruments which would correlate with the dosha of a person there are some uh, as i told you genetically even the prakriti is determined by the dosha so there are there have been biochemical as well as uh, genetic correlates made mm. to the doshas mm. so pitta prakriti the platelet agglutination pattern mm. how it happens mm. the pitta prakriti seems people who have been identified to have pitta you know because the your your particular dosha pattern will manifest in various ways yes, yes. your habits your lifestyle diseases they are they, there could be biochemical as well so as so therefore therefore it will manifest in ways that may be markers yes yes, yes. Uh, biological markers and already chemical markers there are research uh, studies which have indicated that such correlations can be made mm. but they are still in a preliminary you know stage mm. so uh, the present studies have clearly indicated that we can correlate them genetically as well as biochemically mm. it's possible mm. but uh, it's not gone far enough to be able to yes there are some in- isolated findings mm. you know some biomarker for a kapha person but it's not complete right not comprehensive enough to be developed into a panel of tests right with which we can you know come up with a definite understanding right. so how would you define a dosha what is ayurvedic definition we've talked about yeah. what it is not but what how would yeah, i yeah we would say it's just a pattern of gunas that's how doshas are described tatra ruksho lakushi da kharasukshmas chalo it's just a sequence of gunas they they 
they didn't bother to define it beyond that. Mm. And they say Prathama Dusha Natva Dosha. Because mm. that which when deviates mm. completely dis I mean brings imbalance to the entire body. Mm. So this is the first point of imbalance. Mm. That's another way in which dosha is defined. Mm. So that which when breaks which it breaks down leads to the breakdown of the whole body. Mm. That is how dosha is defined. Because you know, it is actually we can say it is a shift in the internal environment. Because our body's physiological functions to happen normally, it needs certain conditions to be fulfilled. Right. And these are defined by the 20 gunas. Mm. So when there is a fluctuation beyond the threshold, mm. then the physiological functions get disturbed. Right. And that's why we say dosha is the first to get disturbed. Because mm. when that atmosphere, like if the heat in this room keeps increasing, up to a certain point, we will be able to tolerate it. Right. But when you have a cut-off point, then right. there is denaturing of our uh, substances. Yes, yes, yes. And that shift is what we call as dosha kopa. Mm. And then the whole system collapses. Mm.